What is good, y'all? Happy Sunday. It is your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana, and welcome back to Black Talk Radio, where we discuss the latest in black culture, black news, and black entertainment. Now, today is a very special Sunday because, you know, I got a dope guest in the building. Tell them your name. All right, so we're going to be chatting with him. You know, I got Bam in the studio with me, was just playing the tunes. And, you know, it's going to be a good, dope, dope, fun show. But, you know, before we get into this interview, I got to talk about the trending topics because, I mean, it's just always something going on in the media and life is definitely always life. And so, and of course, I got Bam here, so it's only right that me and him chop it up as per usual. I know yeah, we're we're the favorite duo. Hey yo, what's up though? So we're just gonna talk about a few trending topics and then we're just gonna jump right into the interview with uh Tana for sure. So Bam. How we feel about this Fabio project? Fabio? Yeah, I mean I, I know you know that that's that's kinda your that's kinda your people's. That's my man, it's a hundred grand. Um, Some of them, a lot, a lot of them records we heard already. You, you, know, you know. Oh, I'm I, sorry, I, I'm not a DJ. I don't you, get this. You know, you know, I, I ran, I ran. You know, I ran with Drewski, so it's like some of them shits I was there when he was being made and produced. Mm-hmm. But the whole project period, like, I'm gonna let a little cat out the box. <laughs> he actually redid that whole shit. Oh. He redid the whole thing. Um, the whole because like what he was gonna put out before, mm-hmm. it was like nah. Then you know what happened in New York City when they tried to stop the drill music and shit. So mm-hmm. he had to, I, I say he like the East Coast young version of Snoop. Like he had to put the the drill music on his back and get that shit. Cause they definitely was trying to stop that shit. So he tried to start doing more collaboration with more commercial artists. I so, definitely see that on the project now. To show them that like drill music could cross over to that alleged pop scene but at the end of the day there's no more superstars it's all pop stars now everybody a pop star so it doesn't matter i feel like he made the right choice i feel like my issue with drill was always that it It sounded the same it sounded the same and i feel like he showed that like you can be a drill artist and still diversify yourself 100 percent and i feel like we we've seen five-year grow from okay drill artist that's good to like an artist that's like truly moving to be a mogul and right. I really appreciated that with this project. No, nah, he definitely did that. You know what I mean? Bible. I don't know why he named that. Bible? Yeah, I don't know why he That's named hard that. though. Yeah. Nah, so you start naming your album Bible. You gotta preach on it. I like, don't know so, though. You gotta come correct. Like that that supposed to be the legendary stamp. I mean, you wrong though the tape was hard. You like this shit? You listen to it? Nah, I fuck with it. I listen yeah, to it. Was it. Hard. Yeah. Favorite show like there it. is with him and Kanye. I ain't even gonna lie. Uh, nah, I ain't gonna say anything. New York, Cause you know, you know, like, nah, this one hot. Nah, I ain't even going front. The Kanye, him and Kanye's track is definitely my number right. one. Um, so what about Coyle Ray? Coyle, I, I ain't listen to her shit yet. Nah, I mean, I'm, I'm still. But that's your girl too. Yeah, I know. All these my listen. The label sending, like, I ain't really so, but I'm still processing the her and Nicki shit, and I feel like mm. personally, like. F her father, man. He fucked that up. Cause Yo, that's what that, I was just about to that go That shit supposed to have been bigger than what it... Like, it's still a big track, but mm-hmm. when they had supposed to come out, it would it would have hit way different. Yeah, and then she spoke on The Breakfast Club. That was actually one of my trending topics for that, today, the final one, before we get into our interview. Um, 
she spoke on the breakfast club in which she said, you know, when me and my, when my dad was at the source, he lost everything. And, you know, she talked about her experience with that. And I guess that made him feel some type of way. And he started, you know, threatening her and her mom. And she spoke out about it on Twitter. What do we think about that? Do we think she was wrong for saying that? Do you think she's just speaking her truth? She's speaking the truth. The people in the industry know. But I feel like that, yeah, like, how like, you in the like, industry and not first know of all, the, you gotta what like happened? you got to big her up for even admitting, like, her father even trying to get back on perfect standards with each other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's number one. And she admitted, she's like, everybody know me and my father relationship up and down. But announcing that shit, it ain't nothing to be announced. Niggas knew what it niggas knew what it was already. Right, exactly. But I don't know, bro. I think she did too much, bro. You think she did too much? Why? Yeah, she definitely did too much. What's T? What's T? Yeah, <laughs> as she would say, what's T? Because it's like you gotta think about it. Her dad was once a big name. Right. But you would think who her dad was and her being in the music industry, it would have came up. She would have came up the different way. Word. She really, from the ground, like you, like on the grind by herself. She had a little Jersey. situation with her first management team. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. it went to court. She won, or like, me personally, I mean, that's my people. It was a mutual agreement. I would just put it like that. But for her to turn around and become this big artist, well, becoming this big artist herself without him. I think that's what what it is. He's hurt. He yeah, he, he is. Ain't got the, like she ain't saying my father's Ben Z, but she's not saying that. But I think there's a lot of artists and a lot of people in the industry who um who don't want to be associated with their no, certain, certain, parents certain or people prior people. Just don't. No, I mean, I ain't gonna front. Her father burned a lot of bridges. Mm-hmm. And a you don't want to reap bridges. the repercussions of that, especially when it wasn't your fault. That's like with me and my peoples. There's a, there's a person, I ain't gonna state his name. Mm-hmm. He, I'm gonna just say he was responsible for case, changing faces, all these people that came out, right? The industry blackmailed him. He started he, he started fucking with me and my mans. He was getting he was getting us where we need to be, but mm-hmm. it was time for a special tour at the time. I will admit it, the Scream tour. Mm-hmm. This is around the same time Soldier Boy and them came out. It's we had supposed to open up for them. One person doing that tour find out who we was working with. They was like, you could, but he can't. Yikes. But somebody else that was on the, that, on the back end of that tour already gave this nigga this money. Mm-hmm. And eventually, guess what happened? He dips. Dang. I'm out of here. So it's like, you know what I mean? To this day, I ain't going to front. I ever catch this nigga. Like, <laughs> and the one time I was in Atlanta, I, I tried to run into this nigga. Time I got there, he was gone. Well, you know what? I don't know. The industry is just... Real quick, I'm surprised it's not on your uh, training topic. It's real corrupt. The king got booed. King of the South got booed in Brooklyn yesterday. Who? T.I. You know he was beefing with... um, uh, Freed from uh, Wildin' Out. Freed. What? Fred. I can't... I'm fucking up his name right now. You for real? Yes. It was a whole beef. I'm gonna keep it real. That shit was definitely swept under the rug. Cause I ain't hear about it. Exactly. Yeah, to be but he got booed in Brooklyn. Boo! I'm talking about the Barclays Center. I don't know why he even took his comedian, oh, his his comedy God. talent. Oh, that he was far. at Rip's show. Yeah. See, yeah, because I remember Rip kept promoting the show, and I was debating on actually going because on the last day of work, Rip was like, because you know Rip worked at yeah. Nick, the Nick Cannon show too, so Rip was like, if anyone wants to come to the comedy show, they can. Um, no, I'm talking about like 
booed his ass like on But Sunday. I never even have y'all ever seen uh T.I. do comedy? I don't know. I just been seeing the oh, little videos when he had the little comedy yeah. shows and he That's been getting he been getting a little laughs and shit here and there, but I don't know what made him take it to that type of level. Like you gotta build up to that. You and gotta prep him for shit like that. <laughs> okay, so that wraps up our trending topics. We're going to go into a quick music break, and when we come back, we got this interview for y'all. So, keep it here. It's Bitch. Black Talk Radio. Future Taylor.
be sipping my tea. Don't call me, I'm blocking your phone. Too many problems and we. I think I'm better alone. I think I'm hitting the road. Turn a mozzie to a ghost. Plotting on all my foes. Keep a weapon on the low. Yeah, bitch, I'ma do what I want. You see me, you see me, you better get low. I'm with all the drama now. Baby, I want all the smoke. I taught you better, you know. I taught you better than all. Thoughts in my head. I can't hear my heart, just get lost in my head. Ooh, you wanna come in my bed? Just don't fall in love, it's like a faucet in here. Faucet in my bed, that's why it's false. Spin around, don't you get dizzy, don't go up. She gon' ride it like a fucking horse, like boss. It's time to finish, sorry, I am done. Oh, weed in the blunt, Frank in the cup. New pair kicks, X wanna fool. Money in the bank, the whole squad ran it up. Look in the mirror. Oh, y'all welcome back to black talk radio where we discuss the latest in black culture black news and black entertainment now today i got montana in the building with me so i just want to thank you so much for coming it really is appreciated and i think it's gonna be a dope interview so first things first can you just tell us a little bit about where are you from and like what made you get into music Uh, i'm from i'm nigerian born and raised for a little bit but i tell born in nigeria yeah yeah, I tell niggas I'm from Jersey, though. That's where I've been the longest in America. So, it's, you know what I mean? But, yeah, North New Jersey is what I rep. No, son, three, everybody know that. You know I mean? <laughs> okay. Gang with me. music, how'd you get into it? Oh, uh, I've been freestyling forever. For, like, since 1965, probably. I think Ronald Reagan was president back then. That's what shit. <laughs> but, uh, I, professionally, I started making music recently. Like, five years ago. Mm. Yeah. And what uh, made you transition um, from freestyling to, like, doing music professionally? Well, I ain't even introduced my brothers, and that's going to help me answer the question. I'm with my brother Wiz right here. Yo, 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 what's Manager, good? Uh, Jalen Jordan, my brother Trey in the cut. Uh, Wiz, my manager, he just believed in me. He told me to do that shit, and I did that shit. Nah, speaking of, like, how long he been rapping, he was, he was just that nigga who, like, He'll be freestyling in the back of the seat, in the back seat, and he'll be spitting some bars, and he'll be like, oh, he definitely wrote this shit. Like, this nigga's tough. Yeah, like, off the dome. But yeah, I was like, we got to do this. And he just was like, yeah. Okay. Here and we how, go. And how did we you in. feel, you know, when Wiz told you, like, you got to do this? Were you nervous at first? No, nah, I'm a very cocky nigga. Around my niggas, I'm cocky. Around everybody else, I'm humble. But around my niggas, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm the best rapper in the circle, yeah. nigga. Sign me up. Shout playing. Okay. Now talk to me about, you know, your first single that you ever dropped and, you know, 
what was that like for you in the process? It was fun. We put it on SoundCloud. <laughs> it was a diss track. Oh, it wasn't really a diss track. It was just talking shit about other letting rappers. Them letting them know. Yeah, letting What's them good? know. I'm coming. You feel me? And fast forward, I'm still doing the same shit. <laughs> okay. So your Jersey, so your Jersey, you're not, you have Nigerian background, your Jersey raised, but are you located in New Jersey now or no? Tell us about that. Oh, no, we moved out to Tampa recently. And Um, how has that been? You know, warm weather, enlighten us. You know, I love the palm (laughs) trees, bro. I love the warm weather. I'm Nigerian, so you feel me? I'm not too good with the cold as I can see. I'm freezing right now. We've been struggling. We've been here for a couple of days. Just cold as hell. Just cold. Unprepared. To say the least. Need some long johns. <laughs> not long johns, y'all. This is spring weather. It is not that cold. That's what my boy kept telling me. I said, I almost got mad at him. I'm like, what are <laughs> nah, you talking I about, got bro? Mad. Like, bro, he it's took, cold He as took hell. that personally. Okay? Personally. For real. It's cold. So you're out in Tampa. And if you could, like, you know, talk about the music scene out there, you know, compared to Jersey, tell us about that. Because I feel like a lot of, you know, my listeners... They are on the East Coast, but they're not necessarily in, intertwined with the South. So just talk Word. about that. I mean, the music shit over there is super, super fire. Mm-hmm. It's very aggressive, very, I killed your dead homie type <laughs> shit. Now I'm about to throw him in some pack. But I fuck with all of that. You feel me? All of that shit is fire. I like their stories. I like the way they really die for their gangs, their whole story out there. It's, it's, it's fire. It's a, in Jersey, it's a lot more calm with the music scene. You feel me? You get in the mm-hmm. studio, you make some... Uh, Radio hits, you make some mainstream shit. You make your hood shit too, but down there it's just fuck you, nigga, fuck you and your gang. I'm gonna put it on a song. You feel me? The club scene's popping out there. That's one big difference in I see. Yeah. Like yeah. just in the South in general. Talk, like, yeah, I thought he was talking South. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you going, like, you want your music to pop, it's popping off in the club first. You Real shit. Yeah, you gotta get it like, jumping in the strippers. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's true. That's yeah. definitely a big thing I hear about. Um, down south, like strip clubs are really like Funny. where Funny. you test your songs to see like if it if it's really gonna resonate with people for sure. So now I want to get into your single I N Y I M. That 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 that's a loaded one. So talk to <laughs> us about that. So it's not you, it's me. A little vent talking about uh, not just one X, a couple X's, and. It's really just me figuring out it wasn't dumb this whole time. It might have been me. <laughs> mm, okay. This whole so time might have been me. We love accountability. You feel me? Yes. Character Ooh. development. We go, <laughs> we go on the church on this Sunday. Um. So what was it like creating that song? And like, did your exes listen to it? Like, did they text you? Like, I don't know. Like, like, don't, like don't, what's tea? I don't do exes. I don't do none of that old shit. I'll burn the bridges. gone forever. But, I mean, I hope they did. I hope they put some streams on my shit, some money in my <laughs> pocket, you feel me? But it was, uh, we made it in the crib, mm-hmm. on a crib studio, called up my boy Prime. Uh, he's my engineer from Jersey. Mm-hmm. We was in Tampa at the time, like, yo, what you think about this? He said, fire, I'm starting shit. So we got an hour of him, he finished that shit off, he sent it back, shot the video. Uh, we haven't dropped the video yet, it's still in the works, but okay. video coming soon for that. That's dope. Now, yeah. would you say, um, was this a song that you really had to be, like, vulnerable on? Like, just, like, how was it writing that? Uh, it was mostly freestyle. I freestyled and then just hop back in and fix shit. Okay. So, it was a little vulnerable. It wasn't like I'm reading it off a of paper. Mm-hmm. And when you are recording songs like that, where you're expressing yourself, and, you know, 
taking accountability for your actions per se. While you're in the studio doing this, how was that for you? Because I know some artists, when they are sharing their feelings and emotions, they like to be alone in the studio, or others might have the gang with, with them. I mean, from what I see, you, you, you like your peoples with you, but just, you know, tell me. I do like my peoples with me. I had to learn that. I always used to just me and the engineer because I was nervous. I'm always mm. nervous. I'm a shy nigga. But hmm, interesting. You work on that. You feel me? You work on that all the time. Even when you are good at it, you should still work on it. Mm-hmm. Had a studio packed. It's a performance now. You feel me? It's locked. It's way better. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. I feel like that. that is... A, I feel like I've never really heard like an artist... Um, say from that perspective like when they're in the studio they do like to have people with them because it is a performance at this point yeah i think that that builds for great performance exactly like you want to connect with people outside the studio the listeners you Mm -hmm. feel me you you want to exuberate that energy within the studio so i feel that for sure yeah a hundred percent um, okay, so we talked a little bit about that song and, you know, you're, you being in the studio recording that, but overall, as an artist, how would you say your studio experience is? Because, like, I know for a lot of artists, sometimes they gotta smoke a little before they start, they gotta drink a little. So what is that like for you? Uh, I definitely gotta smoke a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of weed for me, especially if I'm on some singing shit. Really? I gotta be fucked up. Weed and liquor. Hit me, hit me with both. You know, that's interesting because I've interviewed, like, a lot of singers, and they would say, like, they can't do the weed before singing. Like, it literally fucks their vocals up. We we some natural-born smokers, man. You know what I'm saying? It's the Rasta. (laughs) Not the Rasta. We not doing that. (laughs) Okay, well, that's, that's good to know. So, and then we also talked about your management and just, you know, the people that have helped you and, you know, been a part of your career. How important has that been for you? Because I'm definitely getting those vibes that you are big on a team. So just elaborate on that. Uh, the team, pretty small, but it's, it's huge in the sense that we all work very hard and mm-hmm. we all got mad hats, like Jalen said earlier. Uh, our label called Co-Empire, mm-hmm. and it basically stands for Cats of All Trade because you really mm-hmm. do it all. So when you have three niggas who work in, really super hard is better than having 50 niggas who just lounging, you feel me, to be honest. Right. But the team, it's not that small. I say it's about, it's not double digits, but we going hard, you feel me? You think it's 100 of us. That's good. Um, I'm really big on small teams are, you know, good. I'm not really big on super-duper big teams because I feel like that creates for things to become confusing almost, in a sense. Yeah. So, I, I definitely, definitely feel you on that. So, now, my next question is for Wiz. Um, what up? Because he said he wanted to talk, so oh, we, gave, we gave him the mic. She put okay? me on blast. Like, the, ma- yeah. the manager said... It was supposed to be nonchalant. Like, the manager said in 2022, they talking on the interviews, okay? Right. That, that's, you, that's you, what they You said. heard, you heard. That's so, just, that's, like, we bringing that back. Let's, let's set that yeah. straight, because, you know what I'm saying... That that's how it, it like? used to be. What is it like uh, managing an artist? It's, I feel like my listeners never get this perspective actually, so I'm actually really happy that you're here speaking. That's what's up. It's um it's an experience. You know what I'm saying? You growing with an artist, so mm-hmm. it's just like it's an investment at the end of the day. Your time, your effort, all right. that stuff, stress. You feel me? <laughs> but it's um it's dope. I, I'm I'm enjoying the ride for sure. 
Good. I love that. What What would you say is the hardest part? Um, I mean, it's just, I feel like you got to figure out the talent and believe in the talent. Mm. So it's like, that could be the hardest part. So I don't, I don't deal with that because I believe in the talent right, I work right, right. with. You feel me? Um, but if if you don't, it it can become tricky because mm-hmm. you put in all this time, this effort, sometimes mm-hmm. even money, all that stuff, and you don't you don't have that core belief. It's like like you said, the arguments, all that stuff can come in and it just falls down the drain. So like mm-hmm. that's why the team, that's what like you said, we keep it small, we keep it tight. So um, the core is always there, and we all level-headed, you know what I'm saying? For sure. I I definitely feel you on that. And I also think, like, I love how you said about believing in your artists because I think believing is really important and also setting goals and knowing what the artist wants. I feel like a lot of times we see management not listening to the artist, and that's when the divide begins, and that's when the arguments begin begin when you really don't take the time to listen yeah you 100% on that you hit that right on the head like you if an artist any point feels like you're like you're a manager but it's more like a, a support you feel me like mm-hmm. um that the the Italians they say like conciliary mm-hmm. uh, or however it's said but like you're, you're there to help them guide them to the ultimate goal like you said so it's like never at any point would I have Tanner feeling like I'm making all the decisions or right, something, right, right, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah. It's always like, how do you feel about this? Like, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes we can have an interview set up, he don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, man, he don't want to yeah. do it. My bad, you feel me? Let's but, talk about that, too. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. So yeah. how do you feel as an artist with um doing press? And, like, I don't want to say the obligation, but, like, how important it is or, like, you know, how, how do you view media outreach because there's i'm a journalist um i went to school for this but you know i also have people that i know that are in the industry that maybe have not went to school for this but we all can agree on one of the big things with like new artists or artists coming into the game is the fact that they don't think they need media you know they thought wrong so tell us what do you think yes it's, it's, <laughs> it's 2022 you gotta be on social media you gotta be on all types of media People only want to really fuck with you when they in your life, I feel like, mm-hmm. when they could see everything you're doing 24-7. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Me, personally, I'm the same way. I don't want to just, you feel me? I want to see what you're doing in your life, what kind of person you are before I become a fan. Mm. And the only way to do that nowadays is social media. You're going to pull up on me in Jersey and come chill with me for 24 hours a day? All of y'all? Nah. <laughs> you're going to just see my show on social. You feel right. Me? It's rough as an artist, though, like, just even seeing mm-hmm. stuff, like, because it's like... Are you? How much do you let people in to what we do? Mm. So I always, and one thing we always talk about is let's make sure we showing them what we want them to see. Right, you feel exactly. Me? Not everything, not everything is shown, but we gonna make you feel like it's everything. Mm-hmm. But always know is is what we want y'all to see. You feel and me? I also feel like we are definitely in a space where sometimes the fans think that they have this obligation to know every single thing about an artist. And I'm I'm not really for that. <laughs> hey man, it's it's easy because you can manipulate shit. You don't gotta really niggas don't like it's not a camera crew in your house. It's not keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> it's what you put up, you feel me? Right. Perception, like yeah. uh, perception is everything. It's in the world we live in today, and social media, mm-hmm. even just dealing with someone day to day, like 
what you can get them to perceive about you, they're gonna ride with that to the to the end. So, hundred um, percent. Yeah, we and keep now, it real though, but you know what I'm saying it's we play the game at the same time. Right, and like now too, something I want to tap in and talk to you about. How do you, because we mentioned interviews, right? Yeah. And I see, like, a lot of, you know, new artists coming up, and they they, they drop music, and they post it online, they post it on Instagram, but, like, they don't do the extra step in, like, allowing outlets to cover it or going on interviews. So talk to me about that and how important that is to you or, you know, what are your thoughts on artists that choose not to do interviews and not to, you know, get blogs to repost their music? Uh, I tell everybody that I know that do music, that ask me for any advice, the first thing is just get it in front of everybody. Mm. You need traffic, you need people to see it or what you're doing it for at the end of the day. Like, how you gonna make bread if niggas not listening to your shit? Right. And the easiest way, obviously, is like you said, the outlets. Getting people to post their blogs, 100,000 people see it. That's cool if only 10,000 people click it. It's 10,000 more than yesterday, you feel me? Right, exactly. But yeah, to all my young niggas that, for real. Definitely now, Wiz. What are your thoughts on that? Um, you just working backwards if if you mm. if you're just dropping music because like there's a lot of people like that and like it's sometimes it's just sad to see because mm. they they'll spend all this money on studio time or if they doing it themselves on equipment mm. all this stuff just to just drop it and it's just sitting there and Word. like that's that's obviously that's that's where your team comes in like you gotta have the right team around you who understands that. Nah, like, because it's hard as an artist, and sometimes I understand them where they can't do anything, because it's expensive to move the needle in this game, you feel me? So, once you're spending all this money on studio time and all that as an artist, and there's no team, mm -hmm. and you put in all that work to finally get the, the art that you cre you had in your head down, what do you do with it next? You might not even have the knowledge to know what you do with it next, so... It's important to have the right people around you and not just that best friend who's saying, oh, I want to be your manager. Let me do this. Right. But exactly. somebody who actually knows what to do. Because at the end of the day, you have a product. The music is a product. Like, we're in the music business. So you want to take that product and know what, how to flip it after. You feel me? So um, you have to use. And, again, social media is a huge resource. Like, mm -hmm. we connected through social media. Right. You feel me? So it's, like, uh, um, blogs, um playlist is huge like artists need to get on playlists like reach mm -hmm. out to the curators get on them shits because it's easy replays you feel me people are just playing the playlist parties all that stuff and if they <laughs> yeah. like your song you on there you know what i'm saying that's helped us a lot too so just giving out a little free game you feel me Everybody just game. dropping some sunday yeah. gems <laughs> for sure so now you know as an artist what would you say is your favorite thing about your career? The favorite thing about my career? Uh, Rockstar lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's always been my life, though. It's always been my lifestyle. I always lived like this. The music, just the only thing different. Like that 4 a.m. addiction and hearing the sound and all oh, this shit is crispy. It's me, like, oh, mm -hmm. I guess that, like, just hearing the shit back. And like, wow, we made this shit, you feel me? From scratch, me, the producer, the engineer, my team with me, we made this from scratch. Wow, it's tough. That's probably the best feeling with this music shit, to be honest. Okay, I love that. I think that's dope. And it really shows, like, your dedication and your passion to your artistry, which is something I really appreciate. So my final question. This one always gets my guests for some reason. I don't know why, but it's literally, like, my favorite question that I always ask at the end of the interview. 
So if you could leave, you know, your fans and the listeners with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? See? That's mad specific. And why? Like, damn. Come on, listen. One more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. <laughs> yeah, Let me hear that again. Got to process this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it slow. If you could leave your fans and listeners with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? Bet it on me and then double down right after that because I'm going up. Real shit. Put all your bread on ten. All that shit. The whole savings, all that shit. Your son college funds. Not your son college Put that shit on ten. All that shit. Oh, going God. Up. Okay, I love it. So, you know, you're one to watch. I love that. And I think with a lot of artists, you definitely need that confidence. And I think that's something you have. And with that, you can definitely go far. So, I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys here on Tapping Radio Black Talk. Thank you for having me. You're very much welcome. This episode and this interview will be on, you know, our social media pages, Spotify, all that jazz. So, anyone that has missed it can, you know, stream it and check it out. And yeah, and as y'all know, every uh, week I like to highlight an artist that's, you know, super dope, that has a dope track. Um, And this week, of course, it's only right that we highlight you. So we talked about your single, um, I and Why I Am. I love just using the same letter. So we're going to play that for our listeners. And, you know, if y'all like it, make sure y'all tap in. Let them know where they can find you and follow you. Before and, we yeah. play that dark, a rap for the people, I can't get a freestyling. Yeah, you're going to do your freestyle. Oh, I, after that? Yeah. Oh, I fire, fire. Now he trying to run the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to drop bars, man. That's what yeah. we do. Y'all know what yeah, we're Yeah, so here, let bro. them know Stop. where they can find you and follow you. Uh, y'all can follow me on IG at MVN.Tanner. That's M-V-N dot T-A-N-A. Um, that's really my social for everything. But yeah, follow me on IG. Okay, awesome. And I'm going to play this song for y'all. Let me know what y'all think. And uh-huh. I will see y'all next week. Same time, same place. It's Black Talk Radio. Sign it out.